When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh my God, who's hungover? Who's still tired? What? I'm still drunk. Did you lower, who's who's did you, pulled the all-nighter? Did anybody you, pull uh, the all-nighter? Did you lower your voice, please? Oh, sorry. sorry, that did come a little loud. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Come on, come on, there you go. Give us the air horn. We got a special edition of the show, not because I have D-Line and Harrison on the show. That's, that's every single day. We have a special guest in the house. None other than Australia's finest, Jack White. I appreciate you having me on. Excited for you to have you on. Man, do you know this? So, U.S., number one country consuming our content, our podcast. Mm-hmm. Serbia, number two, unsurprising. Yeah, yeah. Number three, Australia. Oh, really? let's go. We have a huge Australian following. I shouldn't say huge, but we have a notable Australian following. I love following. to hear that. Why is that? Do you have any ideas? Aussies love hoops, man. Aussies love uh, footy, rugby, bloody, and hoops. Footy, Apparently. footy, soccer. We're no, gonna walk. No, no, no. Australian rules football. Oh, really? Yeah, what come I used to, yeah, I used to play growing up. Right. Do yeah, some yeah. research before your guest <laughs> yeah. comes on the Go show. Go Tigers! You're, you're right. All right. Who was it? Who was the team? Uh, Richmond you know? Tigers, my team. That's your squad. Yeah, All right, they, there you go. They're not doing too good this year to start off, but uh, you know, plenty of time. You stand them nonetheless, though. Yeah, of course. Um, we got. We're gonna get into a bunch of stuff, man. I'm excited to talk to you. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. You seem like a funny guy. Not to put pressure on you. Jeez, yeah, no. Tell well, some there, jokes. <laughs> there's certainly some pressure now, but I'll, I'll try and uh, carry my weight. Yeah. Um. And obviously enjoyed watching you in summer league. Um. Enjoyed watching you even in the limited minutes we saw you with with the Nuggets this year. And I want to get into all of that, but. The topic of the day, we have to start with last night. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get into some more Jack White specific stuff. But I got I want to start with the series wrapping up. I don't know if you know this, but for us, you guys have battle that goes on on the court. You know, other teams. Oh, my God, yes. We have yes. a warfare that goes I on. I would say mo- this, a more intense battle. A significantly more <laughs> intense that goes on with fan bases. This is what happens. Yeah, yeah. Fans, you know, the Suns swept the Nuggets four years ago. They didn't stop talking about it. It was two years. So for us... This was like personal, you know. Oh yeah, it's like we're really counting on you guys to come through, and of course you did. Do you feel any of that? Do uh, you see any of it though? I mean, before the series started, like there was definitely a bit of that feel about, uh, you know, obviously getting swept a couple years back, and I guess everything that happened around that, like with the fan and right, you know, yep. like everyone yeah, knows that about that. Douchebag. Uh, <laughs> see, there was definitely like a bit of a vibe, and you know, like we owe on one, and you know, we have everyone healthy, and um, like big time chance to make a statement. Um, you know, obviously moving forward, and um, so it was definitely a bit of that vibe. And um, I think obviously it worked out well for us. Like we knew that we had a obviously a big chance. Speaking of last night, obviously to to make a statement and beat them on their home floor, and right, you know, where we hadn't done that uh, in this series yet, and um, obviously a way, what a way to do it, right? So um, yeah, it feels good to you know be able to take them down, and you know, my boy Jock Landau, the 
My ex teammate. Yeah, yeah, you were teammates good. with him, right? Yeah. Australia? Uh, yeah, two years ago, we were teammates in Melbourne, won a championship together, um, have the same agent, like, we're very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it was, yeah, it was for me individually, like, it was good to see him, you know, do well and step up, but, uh, you know, also nice to take him down and, and have right. the, the rag <laughs> rush, you know? Well, so was was there anything you saw or felt in the lead up to that game last night that made you think, all right, we're definitely winning this one? Uh, I mean, I feel like we were consistent in our sort of our approach and our our mindset throughout the whole series. Obviously, going up two zero, you know, has you feeling good at home, and mm-hmm. it was it was a little bit, I guess, disappointing that we didn't get one in in either three or four. Right. Um, you know, we felt like we were obviously playing really good basketball at home, and then going onto the road, having that momentum, it was something that we really wanted to capitalize on, and. Obviously, you know, we felt like the Minnesota series should have been four and um, sort of had that one. You know, it's just like mentally exhausting a bit when you expect to, to yeah. win and or at least perform well and it doesn't happen for you. Um, and especially for us when we lost four and like we knew we were going to have to go back to Phoenix. Like I was a bit worried about that and how that would affect us because, you know, obviously you get off to a flying start, you know, you're hoping to, to finish it pretty well. But um, yeah, I think last night, it was just like, look, we're going to get this done. We're going to go home, but like, we're going to get this done tonight. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't like Joker standing up in the locker room and being like, "We're we're fucking <laughs> everyone <right."> gather <laughs> around." <laughs> That's how we envisioned it. <laughs> no, no I, personally, I wish I could have seen that as yeah. well. It would be good, but, but no, we didn't need any of that. What about you and Jock? I want to. How do players? Do you guys kind of give each other space? Like, hey, we're stopped talking. I mean, how? What was that like? Are you guys going back and forth at all? Uh, not really. I mean, we would catch up like after the games or whatever briefly, and like you know, I know. Like he had some family out in Phoenix. Um, our agent came out to Phoenix, so we all kind of linked up there and, and hung out a little bit. But uh, for the most part, you know, just kind of, especially for me, because I'm not playing and, and he yeah. his role sort of progressed through the series. I yeah. kind of want to leave that in, you right. know, on him to, if he wanted to set anything up or catch up, you know, obviously play the whole year, playoffs, you know, give guys their rest. And, you know, I kind of let him take control of that. Uh, but it was good, you know, we were able to cross paths and, Hopefully, you know, we're spending a lot of time together in the off season with the national team as well. So, um, yeah, we had a good balance there. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, he appears on the PHNX podcast. Yes, that was uh, pointed out to me. So, I mean, I, the, the rivalry extent. We, we're yeah. expecting, yeah. Yeah. We're expecting mean, an incredible I think, performance. I think the today. outcome will be like pretty similar. Let's to this go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Let's come down and talk. Yeah. Love that. Dude, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> That uh, was low hanging fruit right there. Yeah, was, that Jack was too knows easy. what he's doing. He's throwing you some softballs to hit home. So one of the things from our perspective, you know, being outside the locker room is the season, the end of the season was so clear that Denver was preparing for the playoffs by resting, by, you know, taking their foot off the gas, so to speak. Was there a noticeable difference being around the team? I know you spent some time in Grand Rapids and away from them, but was there, when did you notice that it was like, oh, it's different now? There's a different energy. Uh, Well, I think, I guess the timing of my stint, you mentioned Grand Rapids. Uh, I had like a stint, I think I was there for maybe at least two and a half, three weeks at the end of the season and finish off the the remainder of the G League season with them. And then I came back uh, sort of right at the end of March. And it was at that point, you know, we had two weeks left. And, um, you know, the the site of locking down the number one seed was was right there. And right. obviously we didn't have the, I guess, efficient finish that we wanted. You know, in the preseason, we had the goal of... Uh, breaking the previous record for the number of wins in, in the regular season. Oh, being, really? Being that, 58 was a, that was a stated goal. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, like, we've had these goals in sight, you know, since training camp. And it was a really cool thing, obviously disappointing that we didn't get it done. But, you know, a goal is, you know, getting that number one seed, right. which we did do. But 
Um, and for me, like as a two-way, it's like once we get that one seed and, you know, we have the opportunity to rest guys, I was like, man, like I can't wait to, you know, get in a bit more and, you know, yeah. have, a bit, have a bit more of a shot because obviously playing on the number one seed, it's it's competitive, man. It's tough to right. get minutes. And, right. um, you know, I was really just trying to make the most of every opportunity I could get. So, um, but yeah, obviously you, we didn't win the games we should have. We didn't really have the, I guess, the momentum that you'd desire going into the playoffs. And like for me personally, it was like, I want to play, but like I want to see us coming in mm. with that right momentum, like playing the right way and, and hitting our form at the right time. Um, so it was good to see that. And, you know, I felt like the Sacramento game, we did a better job of that and obviously got the win and, you know, guys came in at the end. Right. But, but prior to that, like first half, three quarters, like I felt like we kind of got back on the horse a bit and, um, hope Joker would like that reference. But, yeah. um, you know, we were definitely, he's definitely just, watching. Buddy. Yeah, we were oh, just uh, <laughs> we were just hitting our mark. I think uh, yeah. at the right time, and you know, flowed nicely into Minnesota. Man, so I, what I wonder is, like, is there just a noticeable difference in the energy, even when you get into the games? Like regular season game carries a certain amount of you know intensity or whatever, but then when the playoffs start, whether it's in practices, whether it's just like walking through the halls and guys are like, hey, talking about this or that. Is there a noticeable difference or is it honestly just kind of the same, just the stakes are higher? Uh, good question. I mean, I think there's a bit of it there where just the general vibes, everyone's just a bit more locked in. Not to say right. obviously that we're not, but it's just naturally, you know, the playoff and the level like brings you up, right? It's hard I know to you're afraid to say it, but it's an 82 game season, man. You can't be yeah, locked yeah. in for yeah. it. I sleepwalked in most of these. I, I prepared for today. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, like this, this is what you wait for all year. This is what you can pay for all year to put yourself you right. know, number one seeded and position to win a championship. And, you know, like even when we when we beat Minnesota in the series and even last night, like, you know, obviously it's it's a positive moment. It's a great moment for the team, but like jobs far from from over in right, our yeah. eyes. Uh, so I think, too, because that's been established since training camp that, you know, we wanted to obviously win a championship and like everyone's going to say that but for us to really feel like you know this is a right. realistic scenario for us and um to get the number one seed you know ticking those boxes almost getting that win record having guys healthy obviously a huge sure. thing that's you know been a talking point for for our group so um you know all the pieces of the puzzle are sort of coming together nicely and um yeah everyone's just super locked in man like yeah like the messaging is clear you know shoot arounds you know Guys are locked in, mm. big games, you know, like you can just see it on guys' faces. Like Jamal, bro, like like I get along real well with, with Jay and like right before the playoff started, like you just, like you won't talk to him. Like he's just like, <laughs> really? he's just, he's like, like in the zone and yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Like that's a huge part of it. Like guys are just really just locked into it. And as a collective, like there's no egos, like everyone's just all in on it. And it's, and it's a really awesome thing to be around. Man, that's really cool. What about trash talk? Is there more trash talk in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean a bit. I was. I wish I was. Uh, man, I wish I was. So I was watching the game in the back last night because Phoenix has bloody terrible logistics with their court seating. But um, Ishbia has the seat. He's right there. At the right. right, right. It's, it, the arena is yeah. set up differently than like every other arena. So yeah. It's like, so I wish I had a bit of more of a, a gauge on how that was last night, especially because yeah. we, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. wipe the floor with them a bit. But um, like there are moments where it obviously gets heated. You know, like the. KD push on on Yoke and right. like those moments where you know the tensions are you can feel it uh but for the most part like for us like we don't have huge trash walkers on our team like you know Jamal will say I feel like stuff Jamal's here and ramped there. it up a little bit oh in, yeah in the but playoffs. I feel like you can just, just see just it, his body bit. language oh, like yeah. his demeanor yeah. like he's 
and he's playing well too. Like he's backing yeah. it up. So I think it's it's yeah. all clicking for him at a night. Like you know, like bubble Jamal, all this talk. Like I feel like he's doing a good job of you know, I guess showing his consistency and like that he's made for this level and like that mm-hmm. just wasn't a, a one-off thing and like he's that guy and he's that good and he's like 26 years old like he's young yeah. yeah um and just getting better and better since coming off the injury so it's a super exciting time for for him our team um no nah, man it's yeah. it's it's a great time of year speaking about jamal real quick could you get a sense for how the bubble murray stuff pissed him off like how That's that kind of just built the fire in him yeah i mean he's all i feel like looking at him and how he operates like it's like an internal i don't know want and desire to like continue to get better and improve and like Mm -hmm. prove people wrong and prove that he can do this and you know just reaching his full potential like i feel like his mental approach to the game and you know i've like i've known this about him for a while like even we played against each other like years ago and there was uh, all this talk about you know his meditation and his uh, like mindfulness his approach to that that side of the game and um obviously this time of the year it's it's heightened with the playoffs and you know being locked in and things like that like he was a bit under the weather yesterday obviously like i saw on twitter whatever it was yeah questionable he, was, he was questionable it seemed um, like, yeah. yeah it was under the weather and then you know comes through and hasn't a performance like that and obviously leads the front you know being a point guard he's an extension of coach and it's a huge luxury to have yoke you know obviously being able to play make as well but but jamal like he's carrying the ball a lot you know making a lot of right. decisions if he could roll like he's he's locked in and he's doing great he's making good decisions he's scoring the ball at an unbelievable level and um i think all that stuff just rubs off on everyone and it's just a collective you know talking about time of the year and vibe and mentality like yeah. Yeah, the, the boys are about I, know, I, love, I love how jamal trash talks with his entire body <laughs> jamal has like, the best yeah. facial yeah he's a really yeah, good face maker he's got yeah. the best like smirk like yeah, landry shevitt like, doesn't have much of a poker oh. face so. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he has a terrible poker face yeah. 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 a bear poker face yeah. yeah oh man i want to get back to trash talk though on a scale of one to ten ten being the best how would you rate yourself my trash talk uh, i don't actually talk a lot of trash i mean really I, i'm like yeah. I, I'm. I like to let my game sort of, you know, okay. do the talking or whatever. But you know, I'll, I feel like I'm a big talker on the court. Trash, not as much. Uh, so you're talking like work. defensive How, assignment. What you yeah, for like, you know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll swear a lot and like, you know, yell and try and get the boys fired up or whatever. But yeah, I'm never like a like signaling someone out and being like. Uh, you're, yeah. like you're trash bro you can't guard me i'm just like <laughs> yeah i might like say like a little cheeky remark here and there if like you know we're playing pickup or whatever or right, right. just to get a reaction or whatever uh but nothing too uh i guess malicious who's the intent. best trash talker on the nuggets then i mean you got to put jay jamal up there yeah i feel like um <laughs> like when yoke talks like it's like it's it's loud because he's not a, a huge like yeah. usually verbal guy um so whenever he does and he gets heated like it's it's good to watch i can't picture him talking trash because i just he just seems well, to it's do like, no, it's, like, it's, like, it's like brother i like have 47, 47. yeah, yeah it's just it. like like simple stuff like that is just it carries a lot of weight like there's not much like trash he's just like direct yeah. he's like i'm just better than you or, like, <laughs> or it's like the boys like because he won't say it and the boys will have his back and they'll be saying like oh brother like yo he's cooking you like <laughs> you can get you can get creative with your imagination obviously yeah, yeah, boys yeah. get the point across but yeah um 
yeah, it's, it's cool because it's like a collective thing. And like, that's the cool thing about Yoke. Honestly, it's like, it's never about him. Like, and when your best players like that, like it definitely rubs off on the culture within the team and the, mm-hmm. and the uh, you know, camaraderie. And I feel like that's, that sticks out in our play. And I feel like that's another reason why we've been able to create something and do so well throughout the course of an 82 game season is you have that sort of foundation of just having a good bunch of lads. And, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, of course, like losing streaks, this, that. Um, and the other injuries, but like, you know, just having a, a core, like great group of people to, to be around and, you know, competing for a common goal, no egos, like goes a long way. Yeah. I just got two more questions on the series and we'll take a break and we'll start moving on to some of your path here. But if you could say, if you could distill it down to just one or two things, why did the Nuggets win the series? Why do you feel it was a success? Um, great question. One, I feel like just personnel-wise, we just have a great mix of mm. people uh, that complement each other well. And when like everyone's doing their job at a high level, it's like we really just uplift each other. I feel like obviously with our unselfishness, and that comes a lot from you know how Yoke plays and the attention he deserves. Uh, it's been obviously a big focus for the for us defensively is on on Booker and and KD and making micro adjustments on them as the series right. went on and you know obviously the games that they won like you know damn near unstoppable the whole game right. and we let them get going early especially in transition so it was always a big focus for us to you know first of all it's like like those are the things you sort of can't coach like there's no x's and o's it's like guys right. like we got to stop the ball we got to talk right. we got to um keep them off the glass you know keep them from getting downhill on us all those kinds of things it's just sort of like personal pride and like we have the guys to do it uh, but it's just a matter of, yeah, it's easier said than done. These guys are obviously world-class players and you know, fine for the same thing we are. Uh, but I think whenever we play defense, man, like I really think no one can come close because if we get out and run and we have that freedom of, of space and movement um, and, you know, the defense isn't able to get set on us and I feel like we're just too good and guys just make the right play naturally to be able to, you know get good looks and just get us going um and we've been unbelievable at home i think you know how we've been through throughout the whole playoff so far at home has been great um and obviously you know stealing wins on the road is a big part of being able to win the whole thing so i feel like we're trending in the right direction there and we've just been getting better and better still um throughout the series and um yeah, I mean, um, it's hard. To, it's hard to pinpoint one thing. But you could just probably just yeah. say Jokic. Yeah, you just say yeah. Jokic is the best <laughs> player in the world. Uh, yeah, I, but to his point, though, I mean, a lot of well, guys made all these big uh, contributions. <laughs> like, it's a funny joke, but, but I mean, you but, are right uh, about the defense. Like, that's been the case all season. Absolutely, like, hundred you know, percent. When you've brought it defensively, it's like, no, nobody can stop these do you, guys. Yeah. Do you think the whole team kind of agrees with that sentiment of you know our defense is the thing that makes the baseline so? Uh, high? I think so. It's like. You know, what was the game? We lost uh, four and we put up 120, I think, mm. right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's like, like yeah. we can score. And like even that right, game, I didn't right. think our offense was great. But, you know, we, we still score. You yeah. know, we, we're going to score um, and we have the talent to score. But like when we get stops and make our offense easier for ourselves, I feel like it's just such a it's night and day. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. On the other side, I want to get into a little bit more about Australia and your rise, kind of how you arrived at Duke, how you arrived with the Nuggets, all of that stuff here in segment two. Uh, Guys, it's patio season at Illegal Pete's. This episode of the DMVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Spring is here. That means patio beers kick off the spring season with a house beer bucket for you and your whole crew. 
five refreshing 16 ounce beers for 15 bucks. Doesn't get much better than that. That's at any Illegal Pete's location. We got one right down the street from the bar on Colfax. Tons of them all over Colorado and Arizona as well. Um, soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and a crisp beer at the patio of any Illegal Pete's location. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Also, Illegal Pete's officially collaborating with DMVR for the official playoff shirt. Ooh, we're getting another No, but they, they, oh, this is oh, one, the like, original playoff get shirt. Get the okay. DM, okay, yeah, yes. get the playoff shirt. Yes. With the the beautiful official playoff shirt. There it, there is, it is. Um yes, collaborated with Illegal Pete's on that. I didn't. <laughs> we all know. Uh, also, if you want tickets for the Western Conference Finals, maybe? I'm interested. Uh, could be interesting. Could you've, be fun. You've got my attention. Okay. Uh, check out the Game Time app. Use the code DNVR for $20 off your purchase. Uh, you got to create an account. You got to download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code DNVR. Get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. But again, create an account, redeem the code DNVR for $20 off. Make sure to download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. If you want to sit courtside I'd like for that. the Western Conference Finals, do you want to? Does, I, that, does that sound good? I to mean, you? again, I'm interested. Okay, well, you can get those tickets on the Game Time app. If anybody wants to buy D line uh, courtside, he'll take it as well. I will. That's true. Uh, <laughs> It, 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 has <laughs> it has happened before. It has happened before. I don't mean to brag, Jack. I've sat courtside. So. <laughs> you might have noticed him. I mean, come on. The, the man's practically always there. <laughs> the one time. It's like Jack Nicholson of the Nuggets, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that We're it? Back. We're back, baby. We all right. Um, all right. So, again, I know Australia. I've never been. I know it's Australia. A long way is, away. It's a little bit of a ways away. I know it's a big sports culture, as you mentioned, but. With basketball, like how did you get? Obviously, you're a tall guy. It was as simple as that. You're tall, sports. This is your uh, sport. I mean, my parents were involved in the game. They both played a bit. Uh, nothing too serious. But my old man probably was more so involved than, than anything. He was a pretty good referee. Um, and yeah, like I think just growing up anyway, I got a twin brother. Um, younger sister were always just a pretty sporty family, sort of fitting in with the culture of Australia a bit there. But mm. um, like I played tennis, cricket like Australian rules football and, and basketball. And yeah, sort of when I was like 12, 13, like I was always, I actually probably wasn't as good as basketball, you know, compared to footy and these other sports when I was younger, but I just love, I loved hoops. Like I'd play at every recess, lunch at school, like dribble the ball between my legs, walking to school and stuff. Like I was just obsessed. Uh, and probably a bit of a late bloomer when it, when it came to it. Um, obviously, you know, I grew and got tall and stuff, but yeah, when I was like 13, 14, I was kind of made the decision. I'm like, I really want to pursue basketball. And at that time, you know, it seemed like Daly and Patty Mills, like mm. these other Aussies, like go to college and have success there. So that was sort of the pathway that was, mm. I guess, imprinted in my that mind about what I, what I wanted to do. And at that time when I was growing up, like the NBL wasn't what it is today with the, you know, being a right. legitimate pathway for younger guys coming out of high school um, and everything like that. So... I was fixated on on college and you know obviously put a lot of time into the game and, and <laughs> worked hard at it and was super fortunate to have a really a lot of really good people around me to support my basketball and, and what I wanted to do and yeah just kind of went from there I was super lucky with college recruiting and um and everything like that but um, I want to know about that that part you kind of the 
you had good people around you. Was it like you got into a good system? Because out here it's AAU. I don't know what yeah, it is out so, there. Yeah, so, I mean, like not much has actually ran through schools. Uh, okay. I actually started playing against men when I was 14. Oh, wow. Um, was part of a really great bunch of guys. Latrobe City Energy, it's like probably third, fourth tier like league in Australia, but like it's like a state league. Um, and we would play, I'd play in Melbourne. Uh, we'd play in junior teams, like my, my hometown, Tarelgan. Uh and then would play uh, in like a competition in Melbourne. So I live like two hours away from Melbourne and I was part of this team that would travel and we'd play Melbourne teams every Friday and got involved with like country Victoria, like state performance programs and just sort of started slowly, I guess, climbing the the ranks there a bit. Um, Probably the biggest thing is playing for like your your state team, like national champs. Uh, So I did that starting from top age under 16. So I was 14, turning 15. Uh, did that all the way through under twenties and uh, what kind of player were, were you at this time? Are you the star of the team? No, nah, not really. I mean, uh, like I was playing pretty good uh, when I was top age sixteen. Like I put up like twelve and eight a game. Yeah. I was sort of um, definitely not the best player on my team. Um, played on a national team, but like hardly played all tournament. It was kind of the eleventh, twelfth man. Um, but I had a really good under 18 when I was top age. So I was like just turning 17. Uh, had a really good tournament where I averaged like 20 and 10 in a few assists a game. And that's what actually got me a scholarship to go to the Australian Institute of Sport where mm. like every notable Australian basketball basketball player ends up. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, when, when I got there, the facilities there, the coaching, support, the competition with the obviously having the best players in the country there alongside me, sort of started at the bottom of the food chain and was just sort of like a sponge and soaked everything up and like to be frank like worked my ass off and really uh you know made really good strides uh over the obviously especially the first 12 months i was there but the two years i was there before i went to college uh improved a lot uh played on another national team and had uh yeah great luck with college recruiting obviously duke coming along and was that where they you think it was that yeah, so uh, like my connection to Duke and how it initially came about, like really, I guess, peculiar, uh, like niche story. But so one of the guys, Patrick Hunt, uh, he was one of the founders of the Australian Institute of Sport and a big time name in Australian basketball and has been for a long time. Uh, but he's involved in international hoops and like FIBA technical committees and like coaches okay. uh, coaching and stuff. So he had met Coach K through... Obviously, Coach K's involved with the national team at Olympics, World Champs, what have you. And he sort of name dropped me to him uh, kind of later in my time there. Was, he would, had seen me sort of progress during my time. And um, obviously, super fortunate. Like, I knew I wanted to go to college. And obviously, Duke with the academics and, and athletics is sort of the best of both worlds there. And at that time, like, I'd finished high school when Duke came along and I was – so sort of thinking about the NBL as a possibility going pro out of high school, but uh, obviously the good thing with college is if I go and I don't like it, I can always sort of come back sure. home and try my luck at that. But, you know, if I go pro, I don't like it. I'm sort of stuck. I can't right, go to college. Right. And I think just the overall experience, the education was a big thing for me. Always being, I guess, competitive in school as well. And, you know, what an incredible opportunity to get a free education from, from yeah. Duke, you know, like. Uh, what were you studying? I did sociology and, okay. and marketing. Uh, but yeah, basketball schedule, I wanted to do a, a double major, 
it was kind of fell through with <laughs> missing labs and right. stuff like that. And, Can't you know, relate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I barely pulled off a single major. <laughs> yeah. Single major, no, no sports. Yeah, no sports. Limited, limited extracurriculars. <laughs> yeah, I, I had problems watching sports, and then that yeah. was the very What are Australian players known for? I'll tell you my stereotype. I think they elbow a lot. They're known for physicality. Yeah, I would <laughs> say physicality. I don't know about the bows, but man, I uh, saw when we were doing Tory Craig. Remember, we would we were like researching the NBL, and I just yeah. remember we it were being actually like, teammates for were you a month really? in Cairns. Yeah, really. That's so crazy. after I finished high school, I got called up as like an injury replacement. Wow. So this bloke Stephen Way hurt his knee, and Tory was there as an import at the time, and uh, yeah, we were teammates for about six weeks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. pretty cool. Small world. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just remember the highlights of being like a takedowns, you know, fast break and <laughs> no, guy. I, would I, think, come I think one of the things was like when Tori got here, one of the talking points was, oh, the NBL is a real physical league, right, so right. maybe he'll be able to adapt quicker to NBA right. physicality yeah, right. than somebody coming, right. you know, just out of college or anything. Yeah, yeah well, I think so. I think it, a part of it, like I mentioned, I started playing against men when I was fourteen. Like I feel like a lot of the mm. because our stuff's done by age and uh, not through kind of school and, and grade. Uh, if you're like one of the more elite guys your age, then the way for you to, I guess, get that competition is to play against men. And like mm-hmm. I was fortunate, a great bunch of men, uh, like a men's team in my area that, you know, sort of took me under their wing and helped me develop a lot when I was, you know, 14, 15 before I went off to the Institute of Sport. But uh, like obviously the league, you know, we play FIBA rules, obviously yeah. in the international game, you can do a lot more if you're not showing hands and stuff <laughs> can, like, you know, the NBA rules protect Offensive players right. a lot. You can actually, oh, yeah, we've noticed. Yeah, you yeah. can actually play defense <laughs> right. in the NBL. And ironically, but like, <laughs> Nicole has still got bloody scratches all over his arms. <laughs> yeah, we've noticed that. Uh, yeah, we, noticed um, we actually made a t shirt uh, featuring his scars. <laughs> oh, can I get one? Jeez. Yeah, we, we actually will give you one. Yeah, moment in time. But uh, yeah. I'm curious. So we always hear Adam was saying, like, we find that there's a lot of uh, Australians that find our show. And usually the common thread is Allen Iverson <laughs> so for true. whatever reason. Interesting. Uh, Carmelo was, and Iverson, but, Iverson but wait, mostly. was there an NBA player that you looked at when you were, were growing up? Like, I mean, when I was growing up, like I'm 25, I'm a 1997 boy. Like I was like kind of LeBron was my main one that yeah. I love to watch. So uh, wild. Kobe. Uh, yeah, I mean, Denver, I mean, even still, I feel like the, the media and sort of the push you know, in the spotlight for, for Denver is is not quite there. <laughs> like even with like, you know, like an AI and Mellow and stuff, like was never really mm. a super big deal for me growing up as like I was living, breathing basketball, you know? So, um, and even now like the coverage just, I feel like as a team, as oh. we, you know, don't yeah, get I'm sure started, you guys Jack. can agree. Like, oh, you know, Jack. I feel like well, we just don't get the respect. Tell you. <laughs> Do you guys we ever can... talk about that as a team? Or are you guys ever like, man, it's nobody, I, I the game five, I turned on one of the major ESPN podcasts and they started this Nugget segment with, now I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, what are we doing with the yeah. playoffs? Yeah, I mean, there's not really much chat about it like it is what it is, but yeah, like everyone yeah. sort of knows what's up with it, right? And right. even it's just like things as small as, you know, I hopped on socials and saw uh, like all the predictions for like the, right. our series yeah. with mm-hmm. the Suns, right? And like yeah. no one, like yeah. the best we got was us in seven. Right. Like, Despite no one, you being the number one seed with yeah. the back-to-back MVP. Like, come on, yeah. like. 
It's uh, yeah, just a bit unfathomable sometimes. <laughs> if I'm honest, we we agree. Uh, we've yeah, yeah, we've we've learned that's to why we made this podcast. Yeah, we've learned yeah. to fathom it. Uh, yeah, it's it's come up more than it. once. Well, it's working, man. Getting out to Australia, Serbia. Let's go. Let's <laughs> We're go. Getting out, man. We need to. I want to go to Australia. We talk about that. Our big trip to Serbia. I want to make our next one to Australia. Yeah. So I need to complain. <laughs> exactly. Um. So. <laughs> Tell, you go to Duke, you have your career at Duke, you play professionally down in Australia for a little bit. How did you end up on the Nuggets? Like, where, where did you get the call? Who was it that made the call? How did that happen? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, so my, my rookie year in the NBL, my first year out of, out of college, obviously COVID, uh, you know, a goal for mine was to have a good year with, with Melbourne United, obviously try and win a championship. We had a really good team. Uh, but, you know, I definitely feel like I wasn't a... I didn't showcase who I truly was as a player at Duke. Mm. Um, I sort of wanted to, I guess, reinvent myself in a way and I guess prove a point to how I am as a player. And, you know, in order to achieve my goal, like I wanted, I've always wanted to be an Olympian, always wanted to be an NBA player mm. since I, you know, kind of uh, set out that basketball was what I wanted to do. And, you know, I was, I was still young at the time, obviously in like early 20s and wanted to make that happen. And I thought the NBL was a great avenue for that. Um, but yeah, so I, I tore my Achilles actually after playing That's 11 right. games, uh, my rookie year. Um, and that year in the off season, uh, I believe the Nuggets were going to try and pursue me for, for summer league then. Uh, but obviously I was, <laughs> I was on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, like I knew that hopefully I would demand a bit of interest for, uh, summer league with my play. Like I was playing pretty well up until the point I got hurt and, um, I felt like when I came back, uh, did a really good job of the rehab and everything and um, had great people around me again. Shout out to Hoop City staff and everyone that helped me out during, during my time with the rehab and Melbourne United. Uh, wouldn't have been able to do this without their help. And uh, but yeah, had a pretty good you know second year there in the NBL. Uh, disappointing end to the uh, season we had there, but I felt like individually I'd come back in a pretty good place. And uh, yeah, my agent, it was actually uh, like writers the Nuggets were about to start the playoffs last year, um, and we sort of got everything, you know, kind of kind of done done deal and got me locked in with them for some league, which was a really cool thing for me because it kind of lifts a bit of a weight off my shoulders and for a team to sort of you know want to get that done pretty early and for um, like them to have their their summer league team, you know, start to sort of take shape and for me to be a part of it was a really cool thing and like yeah, obviously knew about the organisation. You know, it seemed like a great culture and a great city. I'd never been to Denver before. And, um, yeah, it just sort of worked out perfectly, if, if I'm honest. What did you think, though, when you got on the team? Like, did they say, hey, you know, this is the situation. We got this spot and this spot, and these are the guys we're looking at. And you have a chance. Like, did, what was that conversation like? Did you know you were going to be a two-way? I didn't know I was going to be a two-way. Uh, I did know that there was uh, the potential for me to get one. And, you know, that, that's, they had that spot open uh, after the draft. They signed straight away right. to to the other two-way spots I knew that there was one open but and for me I had the opportunity to play with the the boomers the senior national team in uh world cup qualifiers like right at the end of June and right at the beginning of July so like right when summer league camp oh, was I remember on, you were like a, a late coming to summer league or something I like missed right? half the camp and yeah, I was like yeah. I came in that's right I didn't forget that too. like a zombie man like I was falling asleep at like 4 p.m every day because of the time wow. difference yeah and, we're not so different uh, yet, right? <laughs> but like like I was like super cool for the nuggets to allow me to to do that and come in late and understand how much the national team means to me and like that was such a cool moment for me that was my first time obviously post Achilles 
we had World Cup qualifiers. It's my first time on the senior squad, like playing in Melbourne, like in front of friends and family. Like it was a super like memorable thing for me and like super grateful that the Nuggets allowed me to do that and then obviously come late and still give me an opportunity and a fair shot to, you know, get the spot. And yeah, I mean, fortunately, you know, obviously I had a few good games and yeah. played Monster well. on the boards. Yeah, I was going to say like we... Yeah. we I, don't I, know how, I don't know how my legs had it bro it just really? seemed like it literally just seemed like every ball was bouncing my way like we like, we, we graded every game because that's we're sickos that way <laughs> and uh i like went back and looked and we have nothing better we yeah. have nothing <laughs> we really going on. um but like you you know you definitely are one of the players that absolutely popped like you and you were a monster on the boards like it, it wasn't something that i specifically i mean we didn't know exactly what we were watching but mm. is that something that you are trying to work are you trying to show that you're a rebounder do you, do you have something you're trying to showcase to the team when you're going into a summer league like that uh well going into summer league for me and like even with melbourne i was i felt like i was a really good role player i've never like and especially going into summer league like you know i don't need to try out to be the man right like i'm right right <laughs> like I, I knew how the nuggets play i know that's a lot of off ball unselfish european yeah. you kind of more like what i'm used to right and for me, I've always taken pride in my defense, my rebounding, um, and you know my shots been something that I've been working at for years. And like I think you know mentality, you know the mental side of shooting is probably the most significant thing for me that has improved. And not having a conscious and having that confidence has been, I guess, what's like taken me to the next level. Obviously, I'd how do you get that though? I always hear people say that like you have to become you know non-conscious or whatever. But yeah. I mean, it's just like uh, you sort of need to drill it into yourself, honest, really? honestly. And I think, you know, I've always been like a, you know, prideful of the work that I put in and um, how much time I commit to the game and especially like my shooting in this case. But, um, you know, working with Mike Penberthy, who's you yeah. know, with the Nuggets staff, and he's been great for me and working on little, you know, tweaking things to make my shot quicker, make me more balanced. Uh, how often do you work with him? Like, is that more when he's in town? Or? I'm there, like, we're in there every night. Really? He's in town, so. Um, he's been great, but yeah, like obviously putting the work in is a big part of the, the mental side and have that confidence uh, for sure. Um, but like in terms of some league, like I knew coming in, I'm, I'm like trying out for being an elite role player, right? Right. And I feel like I was able to show that with my rebounding in those games and my efficiency in, in the game after against the Clippers and um, just sort of playing off, you know, Colin and, and CB, P. Watt and... Right. These guys are obviously better with the ball in their hands than, than I would be, and I was like, like I'm cool with that. Right, like, you yeah. know, I feel like I'm, if I'm going to be a contributor in the NBA, I'm going to be an elite defender, an elite rebounder, an elite teammate, and an elite floor spacer. Mm. And you know, I feel like I'm a good athlete. I can get out and transition and straight line drive, drive and kick. Like I don't feel like it's a needs to be a complicated game that I need to play to be effective. And especially within our within our system. I feel like it just fits in well. I mean, you see what AG does, for example, or KCP. Sure, right. Like it's like guys perfected the simple, and it's it's incredible. Like right. you look at KCP last night. Like he's not doing anything crazy, right? But right. like just makes the game easy for himself. And you're able to do that when you have you know the personnel like we do with Jamal and Yoke, the attention they demand, and just being able to just play and make easy reads. It's like uh, you know I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. On on the topic of shooting. I remember at training camp, somebody told us that the Nuggets have this drill where you shoot 100 threes yeah. and you hit 
83. I think he told us. Oh, was that? <laughs> Somebody it's told probably, us. It's probably, it's probably me bragging. Uh, I think that was according to Jack. I didn't remember how it got out to the public. Um, someone, but, someone must have leaked. <laughs> <laughs> but you went 83 of 100. Do you still have the record? Yeah. Uh, I've got a few records. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what are the records? Uh, so I still have the 83. I'm yet, I haven't surpassed that all season. Who, who's, who's second in that? I think Mike. Yeah, that sounds right. Mike is. I, that's who I would think. Okay. I think Mike's got 80. 80? Actually, I, so got 80, I actually got 80 yesterday. I was flat. Oh, I oh, yeah. record. Pretty, pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Call the shooting coach. So that's a Nuggets under. That's like a you know, bunch of threes off the move pretty much for 100, 100 of them. And then there's the uh, easy 100 which is just five spots, 20 shots. Right, okay. You score out of 100. I got the one for that. I got 90. Choked it though, man. I actually had like- <laughs> 90 out of 100. You like, yeah, but listen to this. Hear me out. So <laughs> I go first spot, 19 of 20. Okay. Second, 19 of 20. Third, 19 of 20. Fourth spot, I miss the first shot at the spot. Ding, 19. So I'm 76 of 80. I'm like, oh boy, like I'm ripping a 95. And then went 14 to 20 on last week. So flat, man. This is what people don't get. Jack White, a rookie on a two-way contract, hits 90 out of 100 threes in an open gym. You don't do that? That's insane. <laughs> I don't think I've cumulatively hit 90. That's insane. <laughs> but I, mean, I mean, like it is kind of my job, you know. Like I have the luxury yeah. of just, you know, me going to work. He's like me right, right. putting up shots, like yep. hopping in the so ice tub, true. like yeah. lifting weights, like. Dude, like I, I got the easy job, you know. Like it's just, <laughs> it's like I'm living my childhood dream, man. Like right. at the end of the day, like I, it's nice for me to be able to take a step back from and be like, like, dude, like I'm with the number one seed, right? Watching two-time MVP, future Hall of Famer, like an elite team. We're going to the conference finals. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, that's cool. I mean. Let's This is the Jack White origin story. Let's get into the story of him this year uh, in our third and final segment. Let's take our last break here. You might have to squeeze them all into this one here, sure. Harrison. Oh, I'm good. You're good? Appreciate that. Yeah. All Fosters. right. Uh, when you get hurt, <laughs> Baxton Shanker is <laughs> here to help Baxton Shanker. They win show, for yeah. Colorado families. They've been helping those seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years, and you don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case. They've won $1 billion for their clients. So give Bacchus and Shanker a call, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call. Find out if you have a case for free. I've always thought of uh, Jack White and MPJ as the Bacchus and Shanker of three-point shots in an open gym. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that. Also, uh, I'll talk about Manscaped. Summer is coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Manscaped is here. Do you want to work Jack White into this? uh, He can can do the read if he wants. (laughs) Uh, Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Um, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming with the Performance Package 4.0. Comes with the Lawnmower 4.0, Crop Preserver, Crop Reviver, the Weed Whacker 2.0. They got everything you need at Manscaped. (laughs) 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping 
with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Uh, also, shout out to Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner oh, yeah. of DNVR and All City. They've got awesome polos, hats, golf bags. They got the beer sleeve. They've also got um, tons liquor of stick. other stuff. The liquor stick. You're going right over there. It, you just put it in your golf bag. It looks like a golf club, except no. it's just full of alcohol. <laughs> like, what it does is it... it there's, there's one right over there. It enables know. you to turn the gentleman's sport of golf into the degenerate sport of yeah. golf that go, we all know go get the liquor be stick. at its heart. Uh, nobody likes to uh, hit the ball for 18 holes without being... Blind drug. <laughs> you yeah, turn it on. It's like a soap and it just. It's actually an incredible product. Like, I didn't oh know it has God. that motor. Yeah, it, it, it's a motorized pump. That's some serious. And it tech. just and it dispenses yeah. uh, liquor. Uh, Pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to just get fifty percent off your first order and get free shipping. Uh, and how big this thing is too. By the way, who's drinking this much in one? I believe that. I believe that's one. Fifth? That's a no, lot. That, that's a seven fifty. Seven fifty mls. Okay, it's be. let's go. Uh, let's finally, kind of heavy. <laughs> Shady Rays take on the sun with gear built to last. Check out Shady Rays. It was raining yesterday. It's beautiful out today. You need some Shady Rays. Uh, if you use the code DNVR at shadyrays.com, fifty percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by two hundred fifty thousand people. ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR, 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yeah, we're not worrying about the sun anymore. That's right. The sun, <laughs> the, sun the suns. No, no more worrying about the suns at all <laughs> in any way. Um, all right, so now let's get in. So you do summer league, have a successful summer league. You get the two-way, and you show up for training camp or maybe even a little bit before. Yoke arrives, I think, the day of media day. I think it was yep. when. So is that the first time you'd ever met him? Yep. And what was the first impression? Oh, dude, I was like sort of like starstruck a bit for real. Like uh, just sort of happened in passing pretty quick uh, off the rip. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> like obviously like big seven foot dude. I'm like, oh, damn. Like and like our lockers are next to each other in the locker room. So like we've sort of oh, yeah, you know got acquainted yeah. pretty quick. And like he's just a good fella as it is. And, you know, I know some bad words in Serbian yeah. slash Croatian <laughs> from uh past teammates and stuff so like <laughs> i had a good bit of banter there already is that Me. what you led with like hey i'm i'm I would do the no, same thing. No, <laughs> like first Go interaction your or something. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? second interaction sort of pulled okay. that out and i was like let him know like <laughs> how it is That's uh but did he uh, appreciate that yeah, of course. You know, like, like same with same with Chucky as well. Like meeting Blacko yeah. uh, as well. Because we, yeah, that, that's yeah. a nice little trio you guys have in the locker room. Because it's Joker, you, Blacko. Yep. your lockers right there. But when we went to Serbia, we were also introduced to some Serbian. I, swear, I feel like that's uh, swear just... words, swear concepts. That's and, true, actually. And they're like pretty dark. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I know. Like I know. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> there were some pretty funny ones. Um, what, what's Joker like in the locker room, though? Because I, so I remember in um, in Minnesota, I was there, and I think you guys lose game four. Yep. And I walk into the locker room, and Joker is watching like a YouTube video of somebody playing like League of Legends. Yeah. I, I'm like, 
What? Yeah, he's he's watching league or he's like watching like horse racing, like right. like literally what he said last night. He's like, yeah, I'm probably gonna watch my friend race horses in Italy. Like yeah. he's not That's lying. That's exactly <laughs> what he's gonna do. We've yeah. determined he's never lying. It sometimes seems like he's telling a joke, but it's literally what he's gonna do. No, but it's just like the funny thing about him. Like that's like his humor as well. Like, he's just a funny dude. Yeah. And like like he knows what like he knows, uh, like he's smart like that. Like he knows when he's being funny. He can sort of play off the character of. You know, English is my second language. Like right. being honest and and whatever. <laughs> like, uh, like he's just a super intelligent guy. Just overall, uh, and obviously translates to how he plays basketball. But mm-hmm. um, he's a great locker room guy. Like hilarious. Like he'll just you know if he's eating like a nectarine or something and he's got like little pips or whatever, he'll just like like throw them at you just to like <laughs> annoy you or like. I- yeah, I, feel, I get the sense that he's just like everybody's little slash big, big brother. He's the no, big he bro- he's the little brother. He's, he's the little brother. Like he has little brother energy, and that he's like always like kind of like yeah. going at people. He has but experience in he, that role. Yeah, yeah. but and then he's also the largest human being. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like the two time MVP. Yeah, like, <laughs> be like he is a bit of he, like he's a joker. Like you, like he's good at he's good at that. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, as we see it in the media with his interviews and stuff. Like yeah. He has plenty of funny moments, but um, yeah, he has, he has a great balance between like, you know, obviously being serious game time around and joking around being like a personable teammate. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously his status is like, for me, for example, it's like, like I feel like me and him get along really well, but like we're at like literally opposite ends of the spectrum right. of NBA players. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's something that's cool about how he relates. Yeah, and just like our culture in, within our group in general, within the organization, like I feel like I bring value to the group and like the, the team values me and like I'm sure you know, Colin would say the same thing. And, you know, even though he hasn't stepped on the court like this year, like, like for me, like just seeing him and like how the, like with DJ and Jeff, especially like, like, like having great vets. It's like, it's, it's a cool thing, man. Like mm-hmm. super underrated. I feel like. Mm. And we get into the season now for you. I mean, first of all, let's just go to training camp. Cause it's your first introduction to the team. That's like, what was going through your mind there? Like what stood out to you about this team? Was there a player that you were kind of like, man, I didn't know this guy was like this? Or what were the first lessons? Oh, uh, like seeing Joker in person for the first time. Like first time we had like a scrimmage, he's just whipping one of his classic, like patching at the elbow and just like oh, okay. scooting it to the opposite corner, like KCP for a three. I'm like, oh, geez, like he's not messing around. Like like first quarter of the scrimmage, he's got like seven assists, <laughs> like, you know, like seven, five and seven. Like I'm just like, oh, like he does really do this you know <laughs> uh, That's great. um and yeah i think like like even for me like like just soaking everything in it's like deandre jordan like oh my like right. jeff green like what jamal like mpj it's like these are all like guys like names that just as a basketball fan like you know it's, it's just a fucking unreal thing to be around right and like i was really just trying to be a sponge and soak everything up uh obviously my first training camp like I've had and um, being a part of a great group, like I was really just trying to, yeah, I guess my get my bearings and yeah. um, enjoy the experience. Do you have is there a play from practice or scrimmage or any of these things? Like you get a big block on somebody or a dunk on somebody. Do you have is there any of these behind the scenes? Like oh. he'll never admit it, but I caught him on a poster <laughs> one time. No, Yoke won't admit it, but like so we uh, yeah, I'm going straight. I'm going straight for the big fella. Straight to Yoke. <laughs> So like training camp, like I'm subbing in, we're doing a little scrimmage and um, I get switched on to him and he's posting, he's going to post me up. I'm like, oh boy, like <laughs> I know how this goes, you know? So I was like, all right, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do something here or else 
you know, he's going to make a fool of me. And uh, like, it was like the first sort of interaction we had had on the court. And like, I like slipped out and like released the seal and like went around and like stripped the, the pass and, and stole it. And I was like, oh man, like I just like I just did that. Like, did, uh, did you give Did you give it a look back to him? <laughs> <Yeah, nah. laughs> nah, if, if I did it at this point, I would. But back then, I wasn't quite at that level with a big fella. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get him going too bad. But um, like that was a cool moment for me because it's like obviously someone who I respect a lot and like he's obviously incredible player and person. It was like just a moment for me to sort of be like, all right, man, like you're here now, like like you belong although it was like it doesn't really mean much like in the grand sure. scheme of things but it's just like again like mentally like it just makes a difference for you to be like all right like like i am an nba player like i am here for right, a reason right. like they did give me a two-way for a reason like um and like for me like always like i'm a country kid like from bloody australia i'm like again taking a step back it's like dude like look where i am like right. what <laughs> it's like absurd uh so that was a, a really cool moment MVP. <laughs> <laughs> guess, I, guess i'm the best guy on the team yeah, that's my like, team man, now I'm better than I thought. um yeah All right, what about you know i imagine a guy in your place go to the nbl and probably make more money right out of the bat or go to europe or do this or that you come to the nba i imagine because you want to push yourself to be the best basketball player you can be in this world do you feel like now that you've spent a year a season in the nba that you've become a better player than you could have possibly come in any other circumstance yeah i think just being surrounded by like obviously the level of players that we have on our team and like you know if if you're not going to get up to speed then you're going to get found out and like right. that's something that i feel like has always pushed me and allowed me to improve as a player like sort of being at the bottom of the food chain like when i was 14 playing for my first men's team it's like i'm on the bottom i got to work this out going to the institute of sport when i was 16 and being like the bottom guy like youngest guy and then having to work it out like i feel like that's where a lot of my improvement or significant improvement um has come from and coming here into this environment obviously one of the most elite basketball environments on the planet um you know you got to rise up and, and and learn and and that's a great thing about it like the people that we have around like the vets for example like coaching staff like everyone's trying to help you get along and like cares about your development right um you know for me like i feel like i got the the two-way contract for everything like but my shooting but like they see real value in my shooting now and it's mm. like something that's been an emphasis and all the coaches like tell me like when we're playing pick on myself it's like you got to be ready to shoot more like you got to shoot more and like that's what my teammates say it's like that's a if that's a feedback i'm getting then like you know it, it's a really is positive the, and cool thing is that window tighter though for shots like do you have to retrain yourself into what's an open shot because everything's so quick yeah but like and how to work for your shots and like mm. you know different level of athleticism you know understanding how to use what i've got as an advantage or you know if i'm playing small ball four if i'm like playing that bigger wing role shooting wing or whatever um how to adjust to different you know scenarios there but um and that's like one of the things i've been working on with mike throughout the year is the shooting and i feel like you know the g league's been a, a great place for me to be able to like work on my game and do it in game situations because obviously i'm not getting that at the nba at, the, at that level so um i feel like i've got taken great strides in in that area in my game especially but just overall mm. professor andre miller what's what's he like as a coach and would you first of all do you know do you know his game yeah i know his game he put up 50 without shooting a three i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's right um, he told you i got like i've always known of dre and like they're yeah, being coached by him is 
insanely cool. Uh, I won't lie. And like, that's you know, awesome. even like being teammates with Norris, I'm like, right, that's Norris right. Cole, yeah, Norris like, Cole. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like, like, what are these experiences? Like, this is ins- <laughs> like, it's just insane. Uh, just, you know, that's this right now for me. <laughs> no, it, don't, do that. don't do that to me, man. I'm just, I'm just a regular dude, man. Uh, but no, like super cool. And for him, like, um, like he's a new coach, like he's new yeah. to it. And um, so like seeing him just progress and like sort of like with our team as the season went on. And like for me, it's an interesting situation as a two-way because I'm going back and forth and I sort of, you know, I, I'm, I got a pretty good deal. You know, I go there and I play him play him 30 minutes no matter what. Right. I get to work on my game and get shots and uh, have really good opportunities. So like it was always a really good positive experience for me and like learning from him, his obviously experience as a player is absurd um and like him along with the rest of the coaching staff and um and everything like that and again like sort of as a continuation from the nuggets like really good people there like really good culture like great owner great coaches great people like it just made that like a really enjoyable part of the the year and the two-way process was was being there and and playing and even though like we didn't have the success in the win-loss column that we would have hoped for uh i still feel like you know, everyone got a lot out of the season and, you know, we had a, had a really good good time uh, just mm-hmm. hooping. But, um, yeah, Dre's coach taught me a lot, like put me in different situations. Like I was playing anywhere from like three to the five, like playing the five a lot, and, like being in like pick and rolls. And it's like interesting. It was like good challenges for me to like just put myself in different situations yeah. um, in the games and work out how to help us out. What's the G League like for people that might not know a lot about it? Like... How different is it from the NBA? I mean, you're you're not flying charter. I'm guessing. Like, yeah. What's it like when you go back to to Grand Rapids? What what might people not know about it? I mean, like obviously, just the resources you have at hand. It just makes it. It's it's just not the same level as professionalism, or just because of the resources and you know right. everything that we have access to here with the Nuggets and in as NBA players. But um, the style of play, like super quick style of play, I like it because. Like you sort of, you got to respect everybody. Like everyone's sort of playing for something. There's, you know, these guys, right. no one's ever really content on being a G League player, right? Like you're trying to take your game to the next level. And I feel like that gives it that level of like competition and sort of, uh, I don't know, like the vibe you're looking for when you're going out there to compete. Mm. Um, but for me, like, you know, coming from a background in like heavy international style of play and like coming from Australia, um, like this the style of play of the G League itself is like super fast, super up and down, like leads can be taken away Mm. in minutes with, you know, what some of these guys can do. And like, um, yeah, it's just a super like roller coaster type league. And um, like, it's never going to be perfect as the NBA isn't, but like I certainly had a great time playing there and um, just, just playing like just, man, I get to play basketball for a living. Like, come right. on, man. Like, what, what about working with Peyton Watson? I mean, you guys both, I mean, some together, I think some separate, but yeah. what can you tell us about him and, and how have you gotten to know him this year? I love P-Watt. I mean, me and him were, uh, me and him were, we spent a lot of time together in the summer. Um, obviously going back and forth uh, with the, the gold as well. Um, we spent a lot of time together and, familiar with each other's game and like we're similar positions as well so when we're playing pick up here like we'll match up and play with and against each other so like i've spent a lot of time with him throughout the year i, I love him super young man so talented I, lo- I love his game um 
obviously it's been great to see him get opportunities with the Nuggets and showcase like his activity, like his shot blocking ability, just his like athleticism and his range. He and blocks him from weird angles. I feel like he always sneaks blocks. Yeah, he's like good at like avoiding contact for, yeah. his, for his blocks. He's like a <laughs> obviously a super dynamic athlete and um, super long and rangy and stuff. But um, like, I don't know, like good handle can get you in the mid range. Yeah. Working on his three point shot a lot. Um, his finishing and stuff's been really good, and his progression like throughout the year has been great. And yeah. like improvement with his, improvements with his body, uh, getting stronger. Um, yeah, he's he's ticking all the boxes and moving in the right direction. So, sure. with regards to Pwat, that was a nickname that we were introduced to in summer league. We weren't expecting yeah, yeah. it. I'm getting used to it now. It yeah, doesn't yeah. sound P-Watt. quite as weird. No, as I mean, the first but we thought it was hilarious at first, but now we're like totally acclimated <laughs> to yeah, it. I'm, I'm acclimated. Uh, do you have a nickname that you prefer that people? The Seven Nation Army. Uh, yeah. Great White. <laughs> I'm sure he's never heard that one. Uh, I'm wondering. I'm, I'm curious. Like, great uh, White? The Great White. I like it. The Australian yeah. connection. I'm just throwing something out there. Yeah, I mean, is there are, there, are there nicknames something out there? Something that we can do on this show is get a nickname going. Like yeah. that, that, We can do that for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I mean, for I'd, example, I'm D-Line. That's <laughs> yeah, not my D-line. name. <laughs> um, no, I haven't really like caught like a... Australian nickname or anything. I mean, in Australia, like all I'd be pretty much called would be Whitey. Like my last name. We might skip over that one. Yeah, like which is like, and like I get that. uh, Wow. um, Yeah, but like, like in Australia, like uh, obviously Australia's culture with that sort of thing is a bit more relaxed. Uh, But yeah, like I was always that. But no, it's just Jack. All right, we'll, uh, we'll continue. Just people yeah. like that's it. Just Jack. At a, workshop it. At like a, a weird rate would like say my full name, like call me Jack White. Jack when White, there's yeah. like no other Jacks around either. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that is it's a weird it's one. It's a two-syllable name, I think. Yeah, I you're think right. two-syllable yeah. names, you do that. Just, just easy to get by. Gary Harris, Jack White. Yeah, you're right. Gary is two syllables. Yeah. That's and a great place. Close, close enough. Tough, tough one. Tough one. <laughs> 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 Good try. But I you don't know. Time, yeah. but, uh, oh, man, that, was, that me, didn't go well for me. The boy, the boys will throw around some like some good Aussie slang, like to address me. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> I bet it starts with the C. Uh, I would. Yes, guess. Chief, Boba, <laughs> <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> yeah. What about you? Know the nugget I think I know the least about is Colin Gillespie. Obviously, he hasn't been made available because he's in this like red shirt year but what can you tell us about him man he's looking good now is he i'll tell you that yeah like he's able to play fives like we've been playing pickup sort of just recently too so i think his first game of fives was a week and a half ago maybe oh wow like less than two weeks ago and mm-hmm. i mean if if i didn't know him and i walked in the gym and i was just watching his play i'd be like you wouldn't be able to pick it like he's done a great job with his rehab and obviously we got great uh medical staff support staff training staff that have helped him with that and a lot of the credit obviously goes to him he's put a, a lot of work in and like it's such a obviously unfortunate situation with what's happened to him and you know I, like i didn't know him too well before because i'm a bit older but um like i knew he had like an injury in college like a, a knee and obviously now this one straight after summer league and he had a great summer league and yeah um but yeah it's, it's awesome to see him back um on the court and like doing his thing uh Great teammate. I mean, you, I'm sure you can see that with just the how he's received on socials and, you know, mm-hmm. what you guys would see in person with his interactions within the team. But great player, super smart, super smart player, which probably isn't a surprise to anyone, feeling over point guard and, right. and everything like that. But, no, like, we live together in the same building. Like, 
we hang out a, a lot. Uh, great kid, I mean, kid, great dude, great at golf. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> big time golfer. Uh, yeah, just like a great dude that you know you'd love to have as a teammate. Maybe great we player. can sell him on the liquor stick. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we get one for you, Colin? Here, everybody, every great golfer needs one in the bag. Uh, to kind of wrap this up, map out you the next year for you. What are you What are you hoping for? Have there been any discussions, or is it more of like, hey, after the year, we're gonna sit here and talk about? It. I mean, what do you hope happens with you this beyond this season? Uh, I mean, I hope I can sign a full contract um here like i love it here in denver i love you know i feel like that's apparent from how i've spoken about everything with the culture the right. teammates yeah. and obviously the situation we're in right now is unbelievable with the opportunity to compete for championships which isn't something to take for granted but have you heard um, by the way bro just real quick from other players other friends in the league they're like bro it sucks here man this is terrible have you heard horror stories uh like listen though like you know even just like there are a bunch of aussies around and stuff and like i've just known from sort of just general perception of how things go that yeah. you know there's a lot of money thrown around a lot of teams like guys have egos you know it's just naturally not going to be ideal or you know for me like coming from australia like there's a big emphasis on culture and mm. you know having that within a, a sporting group so i've always been super fortunate with sorts of teams and environments i've been surrounded in and like i'm definitely feeling the same amount of you know luckiness or whatever yeah. uh, being around this group because it's it's definitely super special um but yeah i mean i haven't been putting too much thought into it like my agent will cover that sort of stuff when push comes to shove and when you got to cross that bridge but just trying to take care of uh the day-to-day and enjoy the experience you know keep getting better um i'm super excited about the opportunity to compete for australia uh at the world cup this year um so yeah i'm just working out trying to get ready for camp staying healthy enjoying the playoffs if you get um, matched up australia and serbia Semifinals. Is it like, all right, are you like, dude, yeah, don't take it. me into the post because I'll steal that. <laughs> <shit again. laughs> no. you, remember, you remember training camp, Joker? Uh, you remember that? Hey, <laughs> for that game, I'm going to learn a bit more like Serbian <laughs> yeah, words yeah. so that I can <laughs> go to those dark in their area places. Yeah. We love the World Cup, man. We got so into it with Eurobasket, you know, yeah. last year. Man, I was loving Eurobasket last year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I kind of feel like last year might have been a turning point, a watershed year where it was so good. There was good storylines. I wonder if it'll get a little more well, American, you know, people. Yeah, think. Well, I feel like the, uh, like, you know, World Cup and even just international hoops, like basketball around the world, it's just growing and growing. And I feel like the gap between other countries in the U.S. is is closing. And at these tournaments, like, you really get to, it's a great opportunity to see, like, different players. And <coughs> Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, like, Patty Mills, for example, like, has, hasn't had quite the year we'd ex- you know we've seen from him in the past with brooklyn but you put him in the green and gold oh boy like he, <laughs> oh, yeah. he is unstoppable it's like fatty you know it's like lowry marketing last year like sure. that's, know, right. a hell of a tournament that's a good one leading into this season you, you know you see what he's done and i mean there's just so there's so much talent around the world i feel like these tournaments obviously do a great job of showcasing that and you know our australia squad like we're like we're at a really good point like we medaled for the first time in the olympics uh uh, in the men's competition, like our women are yeah. unreal. Like it's just, there's a lot of talent around the world and it's, yeah, it's a great place to, there's it's a great chatter, tournament to see. Ben Simmons might play for Australia. Yeah, man, I hope, I hope for his sake and like, have a squad. and everything that's, that's going on around him that, you know, he can get healthy and get to a place where he was before with the level of play. Um, just as a basketball fan, as someone who could potentially be his teammate, like 
Yeah, he's so talented. He's so, he, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been lost the last couple of years, but he's he's a, a unique talent. Um, lastly, just before we get out of here, just going to ask you a question about Denver. I mean, what's been your pressure, impression living here of the city? You said you'd never been until you came out here. Yeah, no, I, altitude's no joke. I think, uh, <laughs> Still? Dude. Uh, I think I got PTSD from my workouts at Red Rocks in the preseason. Oh like running those oh, stairs, man. man. I'd never experienced anything like that in terms of like gasping for air yeah. and there's nothing it feels like there's no air so I'm, I'm intimidated to head back there but like i love the city it's uh like for me like obviously i have everything that you'd want from like a city but it's not too full on like for mm-hmm. me being a country boy like i definitely enjoy like having a park across from where i live like I can, yeah. i'm just a walk away from from the arena like everything's super accessible but like spread out to the point where it's not like you don't feel like everything's on top of you um and obviously just colorado in general having the mountains there and you know everything you can do outdoors it's just a. do you do outdoor stuff during the season i well, mean yeah, it's, it's it's tough it's to freezing in the mountains. but yeah like like we can't go out and like ski or snowboard or right, do anything right, like right. that so if any if i was going to do anything it would just be a hike and yeah i mean the old pins could probably use the rest now and then so <laughs> yeah. uh no fishing though like or no, you I need to. I need to I'm, horseback riding or something. You know, hey, it's only if a you want to get in good graces. I mean, I'm not like super into golf, but like it's only a matter of time. I feel like it might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's key. I think it'd be concerning if that was a thing that would like get me over the edge to like start playing <laughs> golf. Like, no, no judgment here. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. All the judgment would come from out there. But yeah, I mean, like, there's there's so many good things to do. Like, I've done a hike out at Boulder, which was beautiful. Oh, um, shout out. Yeah, that like, you know, there's so much for me left to explore here, and um, yeah, no, it's a great place. Then I would be remiss if I didn't bring this one up, but I think one of your first minutes in the NBA, you took a poster, I believe. Then you get back in and you get the big time block, yes, and then I think win the defensive player of the game chain that game. Oh, the last game, last game of the year, big. Oh, yeah, the last. Did I get a block that last game at the rim? I thought it was like. I thought you were going to get dunked on and just like a 99 out of 100 NBA players do not attempt to block a shot in that moment. And I, you know, got, dude, I feel like I can block if, if someone's trying to dunk on me, like I feel like I can get yeah. everyone. Yeah. I, I got no fear. Really? Uh, and, I, and if I do get dunked on, I couldn't care less. To be that, honest. That's the thing. Zeke dunked on me the other day when we were playing fives and like, I was like happy that Zeke dunked <laughs> on me. I was like, yeah, great nice job. one, bro. Great dunk. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey, send me a copy of that poster. <laughs> was getting the defensive player of the game chain best moment of the season? Yeah, Individual I think so. moment? I think so, yeah. I mean, like, first points are special and stuff. Right, um, right. Like, I still got the ball for that. Uh, but, yeah, like, that moment, like, I guess getting a bit more of an extended run in the game, like, playing 15 minutes. and yeah. That was the last game to, against Sacramento, too. Yeah, like, being able to get my wind about me a bit, even though, man, like, sitting down for two hours and then, like, going zero to 100 takes it out of you, I, I must admit. Uh but man, I had so much fun and like obviously in a win. Again, similar to some league, I felt like every rebound was just sort of bouncing my way. Uh, good to get a bucket and good to finish with a win. So yeah, that, that was definitely uh, probably top of my list. Man, I didn't feel that way. I felt summer league. He, you were just everywhere. Yeah, I was oh, like, man, all the time coming to you, flying through the air to grab the <laughs> yeah. rebound everywhere. I mean, truly, so modest. Listen to my Jack. Uh, over well, because we I, again, like we didn't know what we you know we the yeah. the draft picks were looking. 
for you know the Adonis Arms is flashing a little bit, uh, but then yeah. like he has a great name. But by the end, we we're like they have <laughs> to sign Jack. They have to sign Jack White to the two way. Yeah, they have yeah, to. And yeah. I'm, I'm so glad it happened. I'm not saying it was us that influence, but we were pretty loud. Thank you. We put out those report cards. After this, I'm going to go back home and like I'm going to watch what you guys. Okay. We'll see. Scrub the internet. Jack, it's been great getting to know you, man. Really appreciate you coming in. Super time with the Oh, we have super chats for Jack. Let's run through them. This is where people uh, pay us to ask you a question. Are you guys on uh, Twitch? No, no. We're on YouTube. 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 YouTube sick. Good morning from Australia. Go get that championship. YouTube. Congrats on the selection in the Aussie Squad World Cup. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Finish it, Jack. Yeah, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oy, oy, oy. Cheers. Appreciate that. All, dude, the morning. Aussies are in full throw. Oh, here. Josh Barnett is Josh another is all, Aussie. Is Aussie. Can we get a one? Jack White burger at the DMVR bar? What do you think, man? Is it time for oh. the Jack White burger? Yeah, well, does, does, he know the, does he know the yeah. history of this? Yeah, we had a Bones burger. So yeah, so I curse. did hear about that. Yeah. yeah, it might be a curse. <laughs> yeah, don't don't curse me, please. <laughs> uh, what does he say? Beetroot, beetroot, pineapple, beetroot, pineapple. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna go to like a so classic Aussie, you go get fish and chips from like a fish and chip yeah. store, right? And you get a burger with a lot. You're getting like fried egg, beetroot, pineapple, lettuce, tomato. The whole, the whole works. Of, okay. I don't even know what beetroot is, onion. but it sounds terrible. Wow. It'll stay in your clothes. It's like a... Everybody, mean. <laughs> yeah. everybody says, you guys have to try Vegemite. Vegemite. Uh, I, I brought some into the, uh, the facility, and some people like it. Really? Some people liked it? Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just not flipping out and just giving it to them on their finger, like right, just right, straight right. veg. Like, I don't want that. Like, really? <laughs> it's terrible, but like, if you're going to have it, like nice little piece of white bread, toast it up, <laughs> it's a good amount of butter and a light spread of Vegemite. It's Ooh, the best way to have that it. That sounds like you like. So that's what butter. I've been trying to do for people <laughs> when I've introduced it. <laughs> it does sound like beans and toast when you're like, hold up, that's it's what? That doesn't sound good at all. Uh, Joseph says it's <laughs> no coincidence that a boy from a gold rush town came to end up playing for the Grand Rapids Gold and the Nuggets. Anya, mate. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say the end part. Anya, <laughs> mate. Anya, mate. Anya. Good on you. Man, I, I'm telling you, my Australian is offensive. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, really it's, bad. it's so bad. Uh, Benny says, get around all the Aussies. Good on you, mate. And thanks for the coverage, DNVR from Australia. I'm telling I think, you, man, we have a I think you should weirdly have proportionate. Yeah, actually, you know what? What am I doing uh, here? Why am I reading uh, these? Let's get Jack involved. No, this Super one's tat, good. 10 bucks. From addicted lawyer testing. Yeah, good job. <laughs> good job. Good job. Good job. Paid us ten dollars yeah. to say that. I don't know Cheers. what it is. Uh, James Jimmy, <laughs> Jack White sounds vaguely like Elon Musk. Uh, two different continents. <laughs> two different countries. <laughs> wow. Don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. Don't either. Thanks, I guess. Uh, what have we got? Toke Rasmussen, you guys are great and sell the Nuggets. See, now they're for us. We blew through all the Aussie ones. Hold on. This has got to be an Aussie uh, one. Nuggets 2023 preseason exhibition game versus OKC at John Kane Arena in Melbourne. Who says no? Great to have Jack in Denver from a fellow Melbourneian. Let's John go. Kane Arena is the uh, home court for Melbourne United. Okay. Uh, like obviously Josh is from Melbourne as well, but we would uh we'd rinse OKC for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. A little Australian sh uh, shit talk. All right, so you are good at shit talk. It was subtle. We had to, no, it took an hour to bring it out of you. Well, I, I would say I'm good at like talking shit, but in terms of uh, like trash talk, so I'm not. A, I, I'm not trying to like be like too confrontational, you know. But like good banter, good you know, smacks, yeah. like just a bit of smack yeah. talk here and there. We're gonna. Uh, I can. I can participate. <laughs> sure. For sure. 
Hopefully one day he'll get into it with Matt Ishbia. That sounds like the thing to do. <laughs> everybody, thanks for spending an hour with us and Jack White. Uh, everybody, throw a like. Throw a like for this uh, stream so everybody gets to see it. We'll see you guys. Guess what? We get a weekend off, you guys. Holy shit. Man, we 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 deserve this. We definitely deserve it. <laughs> We've you. been putting in the hours. <laughs> work, man. Yeah, I am. Still work in progress, boys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> there you go. Everybody hit that like button on the way out.